All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a bonus episode of Authentic Conversations. So um, I actually just recorded my year-end podcast uh, for 2023. That was going to be the final episode of uh, season three. I said that was episode 209, but psych, uh, that's actually not the case. Um, that will be the last episode of the season, but that will become episode 210, 210. And the reason for that is because of, I don't know, just, just an interesting moment, uh, over this last week that I decided to dive a little bit further into. And that was, uh, I was scrolling through social media the other day and across my feed, uh, came, uh, the recognition uh, for uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And you probably know, maybe you don't know, uh, but that person that was awarded Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2023 was Taylor Swift. And I follow Taylor Swift. I have for a long time, um, in part because uh, definitely my youngest daughter, uh, she's 14, Chloe. She loves Taylor Swift. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but even my 21-year-old daughter, uh, about a decade ago, I took her to see Taylor Swift in concert. She loved her then. Uh, took a break from uh, just being super passionate about her. And that's kind of resurrected as she went to the concert uh, with my wife and uh, my daughter and one of their other friends. Uh, and so it kind of just um, brought back old memories for her. Anyway, so um, I follow her because of those reasons, but also because um, there's just a, there's a, a lot of interesting stuff that goes on in Taylor's world. And so I've just kind of followed along to stay up to speed on all of that stuff. And if I'm honest, there's a few songs that I can still jam out to uh, as uh, when they come on or when my when my kids are listening. Um Anyway, so I digress from that for a second. But uh, as I was following her, I saw this recognition and, you know, I, I, I looked at the comments and I started to see some people that were just throwing shade at her so quickly. It was like, oh my gosh, how does she deserve a person of the year? Like uh, there are so many other people that have so, done so many amazing things for society. Um, how is it her? <laughs> And I, I, I've got to say a couple of things to that. Number one is there have been some ridiculous nominations and ridiculous awards given uh, by Time Magazine to people that didn't deserve it. Like, I, I, I think I recall seeing Sam Bankman Freed, um, the uh, now um, guilty and charged crypto disaster um, has now been... Uh, sent down into oblivion, and yet he was recognized as a potential nominee. That's crazy to me. Last year, Ukraine's president, or whatever the heck you want to call him, Vladimir Zelensky, was awarded 2022's Time uh, uh, Person of the Year. That's nonsense to me. I don't know what he has done uh, uh, to be recognized as Person of the Year other than take a whole bunch of money from our country and uh, build a better life for himself and throw a little bit of cash out there from time to time to help a few people in Ukraine, but he hasn't done much. All he is is just sucking money from us and uh, not uh, not doing anything uh, good in the country with it. Anyway, again, digress. I want to make this about Taylor Swift uh, and what we can learn from her. So anyway, so I read all that, I saw all that, and I'm like, no way. She deserves this award. I mean, who else in 2023 has really done anything that... Um, profound. Maybe Elon Musk. Uh, definitely Elon has done a lot with X. Uh, you may not agree with that, but he is he has reclaimed a lot of uh, the ability for us to speak freely in the public domain. But he won in 2021. They wouldn't even give that award to him now, which is so ironic. But I think he's done more now than he did then. Anyway, so Taylor's the winner. Taylor was recognized as Times 2023 person of the year. She is an incredible woman. She's an incredible artist. Uh, she has done profound things uh, in industry, in society, uh, not just uh, 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 nationally, but globally. It's been incredible. So anyway, so through all of that, 
I, I kind of made a funny, a, a, a funny comment on my own social uh, where I shared her uh, her award and said, maybe I'll do a podcast on this. And a few people were like, you absolutely have to. If you do, I'll listen. So for the three of you, plus my daughter, Chloe, that will listen to this episode and maybe her, a couple of her high school girlfriends, um, here we go. So <clears throat> I, I want to do a couple of things. I want to point out a few different areas that I think Taylor has done an incredible job um, in, in her profession, in society. And then I also want to give us, um, some things that we can glean from that as we seek to, uh, uh, become the best version of ourselves to excel in our careers, to be positive contributions to society. Maybe even though we aren't everybody's cup of tea, because even for somebody like Taylor, like there's a lot of things that she says and does that I don't agree with. Um, that that just don't align with my values, but that doesn't negate the fact that she's done incredible things for society. So again, um, I just I want to give us some some comparisons. So there's some gleanings here, and it's not just me talking about the Taylor Swift effect uh, or Taylor herself. Okay, so I want to start off talking about something that I think that we can absolutely all glean from, and we all need to take a page out of her book on, and it is her unparalleled work ethic. Now, there are quite a few uh, musical artists specifically that have done some wild tours that have gone really, really big. I mean, I'm a huge country music fan and Morgan Wallen has traveled the country, uh, the world, uh, out on tour, sold out arena after arena. He's probably the biggest in terms of live music and maybe just country music in general um, in, in being able to do that and the recognition he's gained, and yet still, he doesn't hold a candle to what Taylor has done over the last nine to 10 months of this Eras Tour. Uh, if you don't know or haven't heard anything about Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, you are under a rock. I don't care if you despise her. It has been profound to see what she has done. I mean, the absolute a pandemonium that was created when tickets went on sale and people trying to get tickets and her adding shows, like all of that was wild. But that all required her to show up and to do her job and to do it well. And from what I could, uh, what I could learn in doing research so far this year, I think the tour kicked off in February or March of 2023. So just in the back uh, three quarters of 2023, and I'm recording this in early December. I think she's done for the year. She'll pick back up in 2024. She did 66 shows in which she performed for three straight hours with minimal breaks to change clothes and come back out. Three straight hours, 66 nights. She never missed a show. She never got sick, at least to what we know. She delivered night in and night out. My, my family was at one of the last nights of her North American tour and said it was incredible. I mean, I was absolutely jealous. Uh, I was across the country speaking at an event and I wanted to go and I had to give my ticket up to one of our friends, which I'm glad she got to go, but um, I wanted to be there. And from what I heard, it was incredible. I mean, she delivered night in and night out for 66 nights, three hours per night. You think about what that type of commitment does to somebody's body, to somebody's vocal cords, to their mind. I mean, just everything has to be in tip top condition to deliver like that. And yes, there's going to be a lot, a lot of argument here that says, well, you know, I work 300 days a year and I work eight hours a day. And, and sure, some of you are going full tilt that entire time, but most of us don't work that hard all day, every single day. And she is pushing herself to the brink, literally showing up to give a hundred percent every single night. I think there's a difference. Some of you may say, well, look at athletes. Um, I, I probably say the closest comparison could be a professional baseball player uh, because they're playing 162 games in a season. Uh, that season takes place over the course of about nine months. 
Uh, but uh, and she did too. But like they get days off. None of them is going three straight hours. Yes, a game is about that long, uh, but nobody is is fully invested for that entire time. Uh, some the person that probably has has the most to do over the course of a game is a pitcher, and he's still getting lots of breaks in between. So, and I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from the work ethic of, of professional athletes. I'm just saying that I think that what Taylor did over the course of 2023 in the Eras Tour was unparalleled in terms of work ethic. And I think that we can take a lot from that. I think that, I mean, I, I want my daughters to see, I want my 14-year-old daughter that loves Taylor Swift so much uh, to, to see the kind of commitment it takes to be the best at what you love. Like clearly God called Taylor Swift into that career, even if she doesn't recognize him as the one that put her there. And I think that we need to see the same thing. If we are called into a role, whether it's a professional role, whether it's the role of a parent or spouse or child or community member, church member, I think that we have a lot to learn as it relates to commitment and consistency. I think that we can do a far better job of showing up as our full self every single day in the roles that we play. And it's going to be exhausting. And we are going to get sick. And we are going to get tired. And we are going to get frustrated. And things aren't going to work out. But I know I saw uh, during certain clips of her tour that Things didn't go well for Taylor every time either. She fell down a few times on the stage, uh, tripped or slipped. Um, she had equipment not work. She had uh, some of her outfits get caught and and not change as smooth, smoothly as she wanted to do. I'm sure there was lots of other things. I mean, even at the very end of the tour this year, uh, she had a fan uh, uh, pass away at the beginning of the tour. And like all of that stuff, like all of those circumstantial events take place. And yet she found a way to overcome and continue to show up and deliver. And I don't want to be crass about this. I mean, I read her just a, a public heartfelt message around that fan dying and how, how, how sad she was for that. So it wasn't like she was like, oh, that just happens. I'm going to get up and I'm just going to keep going. It was like, no, I'm going to address just how awful this was, but I'm also going to show up. And I think that is something that we need to take uh, to heart, because I don't think that we do a good enough job as a society of showing up with full commitment and full consistency to the things that we're called to do. Number two, another re another thing that I think that um, is telling of or gives reason for Taylor to be nominated for Person of the Year was the way that she has built community. Now, there are some crazy <laughs> Taylor Swift fans out there. Like crazy to the point where these aren't these aren't even funny ones, but like people that go against Taylor Swift will get death threats from Swifties. Now, there's 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 definitely things wrong with those people. Those aren't your normal everyday fan for sure. Um but um but Outside of them, I mean, she has built, she has created one of the most incredible fan bases we've ever seen. The only thing that I think would maybe be comparable is I remember Michael Jackson um, in the, and I'm dating myself here, but in the height of his career, man, I mean, people would lose their minds when, when he was out on tour and they would come across him or touch him. And I think she has become a figure like that in society. And sure, uh, people go too far and they worship that and idolize that. And I don't think that that is a wise thing for us to do or to glean um, from that. But at the same time, I think that there's a lot to admire because she has shown up for her community, for her fan base over and over again to pour into them, to give to them. Again, even back to this tour. I mean, she went after it to for her fan base. Yes, she's going to make a ridiculous amount of money, which good for her. She deserves it. But she just poured into that fan base. On top of that, like she, from what I've heard, she takes care of her uh, touring uh, team so well, the event staff so well. Uh, she treats 
people at the individual uh, arenas so well. Like she is just somebody that carries herself in such a way that all these other particularly young girls and young women look up to and admire and want to follow. That's incredible to be able to do that. One of the other things that I think maybe is the most admirable or coolest of all, I will say it this way is better. One of the coolest things is I'd heard about this and then my daughter experienced this. So one of the things that uh, Taylor Swift fans do when they were going to the concerts was they would make a bunch of bracelets, uh, sometimes with words on them, all kinds of different designs, beaded bracelets. And then they would go to the shows. It gets me, it's weird. It just like caught me in emotion, but. They would go to the shows and they would um, exchange bracelets. And you may be saying to yourself, like, what are you getting so choked up over um, uh, the exchange of bracelets? And it's because <clears throat> my 14-year-old, um, she went uh, with um, my older daughter, my wife, and one of our friends. And, um, and she's fairly shy outside of her own circle of people. And so she got there. And at first she said she was... Um, she felt awkward and kind of afraid to approach anybody to exchange bracelets, even though that was like the thing that everybody was doing. And I don't remember how she specifically told it to me, but, um, at one point she finally interacted with another young girl and it was like the girl lit up and then Chloe lit up and they exchanged bracelets. And I just think that like in a world today where, so many people feel left out for so many people that feel like they aren't one of the cool crowd or they don't fit in or they aren't like everybody else. Like all these kids, particularly these young girls that need so much encouragement and elevation and support in a world that tears them down. Like they found space to do that at these shows and I think that, that, again, that's just, that's something to be looked up to and admired that Taylor has really created through her community. And so, again, I, I just think that for us, this just goes back to like, are you living in such a way that other people admire you for the way you live, for the way you are and the way you act? Look at it's easy to be admired for the things that we accomplish. When we buy a nice house, when we drive a nice car, um, even when, when we're physically in really good shape, it's easy to be admired. People also hate on us for those things, but it's easy to be admired for those things. But what about for character, integrity, graciousness, sacrifice, I think those are things that we should strive to be looked up to for, to be admired because of. And I think that this is something, again, she's definitely not a perfect human being, but Taylor's done an incredible job of giving these young women and people in general, because I admire it, but giving people something to model in terms of how you influence those around you. And more often than not, it's by your character. It's not by your accomplishments because accomplishments are fleeting. They're temporary, but character is enduring and eternal. So I think that's an incredible takeaway. Okay. Three, I, I can't believe this is taking so <laughs> there's, there's so much to talk about here, but um, I think that this is another important one. So um, another thing that I admire about her, and this one's going to be a little bit lighter because I didn't have enough time to really, really dig into this stuff, but there's um, some of this stuff, but I think another reason why she is one to be admired, that she deserves an award like this is because she has stayed true to herself. And you may be saying to yourself, no, 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 she's not staying true to herself. Like she entered the world in country music. Uh, she wasn't as popular. Then she shifts to pop. And all of a sudden now she's like blown up. And I'm like, yo, come on. <laughs> she was primarily poppy country to begin with. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and 
she just continued as she matured to lean farther and farther into that what she was most gifted in. And she's continued to, I mean, she has written, um, these are in, uh, this is work ethic and, and just accomplishment, but like she's written so many songs for so many well-known artists in all different types of genres that most of us would never know about. She doesn't just sing her own stuff. She writes a lot of her own stuff, but um, she's also written for so many other people. Anyway, so like through that, she has continued to be consistent and yes, um, evolving over time, but really staying true to her roots, uh, following her passion beyond that. And again, I'm not an expert here, so I want to be careful about, you know, what I say and what I don't, but, um, she has taken on so much hate. I mean, all the way back to, uh, the interaction with Kanye West at the MTV, um, I think it was the VMAs. Um, Kanye was a total jerk to her. He was jealous um, and he just overran her and she stayed true to herself. And I know she just recently, I think actually in the time article, which I need to read, I think she actually made mention uh, of that again, but it was like, they tried to destroy her. He tried to destroy her. And then Kim Kardashian came in and tried to do the same thing to pile on it. And Taylor just stayed true to herself. And I don't know all the ins and outs of that whole scenario, but uh, from public perspective, Kanye did the wrong thing, tried to tear her down. <clears throat> Most people, because of where Kanye was at that point, um, even though he was starting to lean into a little bit of irrelevancy and crazy, there was a, he still had a big following and a lot of people were piling on Taylor Swift at that time. Uh, and she just, she overcame it and stayed true to herself. And, you know, another big joke, and I, I've joked about this too. And again, I, I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't because we don't really know. Uh, we don't know her heart um, for sure. Um, but she has definitely had her fair share of public uh, dating roller coasters. Uh, people that, you know, uh, guys that she was in love with and then broke up with. And, you know, she's written a lot of songs about that, which has, you know, helped her career. Um, even now with her most recent um, dating, uh, endeavor with Travis Kelsey, you know, there's already like, oh, this is just another one. And it's like, look at whatever, whatever the public perceives, um, in my tiny little microcosm of a world with a, the, the most, um, uh, minuscule little bit of influence. I know what it's like for people to judge you from the outside without knowing your heart. And, and yet what's so fascinating is while I'm sure that it has hurt her many times, when she, well, first of all, just breaking up those relationships, most likely, but then also just getting so much negative feedback from people um, that can tear you down. That can be really, really hard. And yet she has stayed true to herself. Uh, I think I've heard her, uh, you know, speak of being like a hopeless romantic and really wanting to live in this love story. Um, and uh, and I believe that deep down, she's truly trying to find the right person. Uh, to love her, care for her, support her for the rest of her life. Um, and so I just love the fact that even with all the negativity out there about her relationship, she has stayed true to herself and just continuing to commit to moving forward. Um, again, maybe she hasn't always handled it well. Maybe she hasn't always said the right things, but she's a human being just like all the rest of us. The reason why that one's so important for me is because if you're watching this, uh, you can see big BA logos on my wall behind me on my hat. Or if you follow me for any period of time, you know, I talk a lot about being authentic and authenticity. As a matter of fact, authenticity was the 2023 word of the year. And I think that, uh, again, as best as I can see, uh, she has been very authentic. Um, you just know who she is uh, kind of in all ways and at all times. And um, and I think that we need to do a much better job of that ourselves. We need to stop pretending to be something that we're not. We need to stop. Like if we're doing wrong, we should be ashamed of that. We should feel guilty of that. And we should, um, turn from those things, but for being ourselves and not committing sin or hurting people in the process and still getting negative feedback because of that, I think that we need to learn to fight that off. 
yes, it's going to hurt. We're, we're human beings. We have emotions. But I think that we can do a much better job of staying true to ourselves instead of trying to be something that we're not for fear of people seeing us for who we really are. That's something that Taylor Swift has done very well, in my opinion, and something, again, that I think we can learn so much from. All right. Number four. Um, Taylor has done an incredible job of fighting for what she believes to be right. Now, there's a couple of different uh, areas of this, but I'm going to focus in on one specific one uh, because I think this is uh, kind of the coolest one of them all, uh, at, at least from my perspective and as it relates to us. So um, again, I don't know all the details. I wish I had my 14-year-old here fact-checking me or just or, or just on the podcast with me because she could actually probably uh, speak to a lot more of the facts of all this stuff. But um, at one point, um, a ways back, Taylor uh, lost the rights to her music to this big music mogul, uh, Scooter Braun. Apparently, the guy's a jerk. Apparently, he's a manipulator, uh, not just from her, her mouth, but from many other people in the industry. Anyway, so he took rights to her music, or he, he bought the rights to her music, and he wouldn't let her have it. And so she didn't have the freedom to use her music as she would like. And there, if I can recall correctly, there was some attempted um, financial negotiations. None of that worked out. Uh, he held his ground. She didn't want to give in to his nonsense, which I wouldn't either. I mean, most of that was music that she wrote and recorded. Um, and yes, uh, she was financed through a lot of that, but still. Um, anyway, and so she finally decided to give a big old middle finger to him and everybody that was around him trying to defend him. And she said, you know what? Forget all you guys. If I can't own the rights to my music, I'm going to re-record my music. And she has spent the last couple of years re-recording the albums that she recorded years and years and years and years and years ago. I just, I admire the fact that she said, I want my music for myself to be able to give it to my fans the way that I want it, to be able to license it the way that I want it. And if you won't play fairly with me, I'm just going to go work hard and do it again myself. I mean, as much as she's performed so many of those songs over and over again, and, and they're hers, you know, you would still imagine it took so much work to go back and re-record every single album. And I know she's continuing to release them. They're not all re-released yet, but um, I just, I admire her tenacity to stick to her guns and to do something about it. I think that so often for us, we get backed into a corner and we feel like there's no way out. And so we give in. And a lot of times we give in to playing nice with people that aren't playing nice. Maybe even playing with people, doing business with people that end up causing us to walk in an illegal or unethical area. But we do that because we feel like we don't have any other choice. Or worse than all of those is we get backed into a corner. We don't think we have any other choice and we just give up. And I think that we can learn from Taylor that if you want something bad enough, you're going to figure out a way to do it. And I think that that's worth admiring in her, uh, that she had the tenacity, that she had the commitment, that um, she, wanted the, she wanted to take ownership, and she just got after it. And I'm sure, yeah, and, you, and again, you can say, well, you know, she's got, now she just made a billion dollars on the Eras Tour or will by the time it's done. She's got all the money in the world to re-record and rehire. And yes, fine, true. But we don't have billion-dollar problems. We don't, most of us don't even have... Uh, $100,000 problems. We just need to look at our own circumstance and say that 99.9% .9 of the time there is another way out. 99.9% .9 of the time, I have a different option. And 100% of the time, 100% of the time, we can stand our ground and do what's right. 
And I think that that is probably the most important thing of them all. Okay, number five. So four down, two to go. The Taylor Swift effect is in full effect on the Authentic Conversations podcast. Uh, I'm actually kind of having some fun. Again, I really wish I would I would have done this with my youngest daughter. She's in school today, and I wanted to get this out this week. Okay, um, two more, uh, and, and the final one is going to kind of be a recap anyway. So this is this is the last big one. Um, so in being named Person of the Year. I would expect that somebody did something so big that it didn't just affect their circle, but it affected the world at large or some community at large. And there is no doubt that Taylor has created influence and positive impact in so many different different spheres. I mean, she has positively impacted and um, astronomically impacted the economies of every single city that she has moved into for her era's tour. I mean, even a city like LA that, um, though it's a garbage pail right now and it's being run into the ground, there's still so much wealth there and there are so many big businesses still there and a lot of wealthy people there. And yet she came in for, I think, six shows in LA. I think that was the number. I could be mistaken. And she had a massive impact on the community surrounding um, uh, the SoFi Center where the where the tour was. Hotel rooms, which means... Uh, housekeeping staff, restaurants, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, um, uh, airlines, people flying in to see them. Uh, just so many things. Merchandise providers, uh, not 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 the hackers, even though they they came up on it too. Uh, but um, or, or the guys that are just uh, slanging a fake merchandise in the in the parking lots. Which you've, if you've been to a concert, you know that happens everywhere. Um, somebody got a a t-shirt probably that said Taylor stiffed, um, (laughs) because they misspelled it and and just started selling them anyway. (laughs) Anyway, but she had this huge positive impact economically on every city that she moved into. I mean, she, she, I guarantee you that she had a positive impact on the GDP of the USA for the last year. Just that's how much money was flowing around that tour. That's nuts. That's nuts. It wasn't just the economy, uh, the local economies. She's also had an insane impact on the NFL. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. And and I've been very positive on Taylor Swift. This is actually not even a knock to Taylor Swift, but I am so over watching televised Chiefs games. I'm not a Chiefs fan, though I am a huge fan of Patrick Mahomes. Um, but um, but they've become uh, the game of the week or one of the featured games on national television almost every single week. And obviously, I, I get it. They're a good team. But then also now the, the, the swift effect comes in. But I'm definitely over you know, especially in the, in the first few times that she showed up at Kelsey's games. Um, you know, it was like every, every time that the camera could pan over to her in the box, they were doing that. And it was actually kind of cool to see her. Like she actually said just recently that she was never a fan of football before. And now she sees what she was missing out on and to see her kind of jump up and down and cheer, um, like a, just a huge fan for Travis, for the team, her high-fiving Brittany Mahomes, her high-fiving, uh, Travis's mom, like that's cool stuff. Actually, I, I think that's pretty cool, but it's been overdone. Uh, the NFL is overplaying it, but the positive impact that that has had, like Kelsey was a well-known tight end. Like he helped take the chiefs to the championship game and win multiple championships for certain, for certain, but his jersey sales skyrocketed after it was made public that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were dating. And then the NFL tickets for Chiefs games, even in cities that they weren't at home, 
when they were away visiting, just with the slim possibility that she could show up to a road game, ticket sales increased. Viewership for football games, particularly Chiefs games, skyrocketed just because 13 to 20-something-year-old girls and young women were tuning in to catch the six-second glimpse of Taylor's smile when Travis is on the field. I mean, that is wild. The NFL is an established organization, has been for decades. Uh, It stands on its own. These athletes are incredible. And yet here comes Taylor Swift to just show up and watch her boyfriend play football and everything elevates. That to me is influence. Influence outside of the norm that you would gain influence in. I mean, she already has such incredible influence in pop music and music in general, but holy smokes, holy smokes, what she's done outside of that domain. How do we do that? Well, I think one of the ways we do that is is we understand that we have an opportunity to make a positive impact on the entire world. Sometimes that happens through a chain of events in which uh, we make an impact in our local community, that impacts uh, the larger community, that impacts the nation, that impacts the world. So sometimes that ha- you know it, it can happen that way, but other times it's because we have commanded a brand and a presence, uh, let's just say in business, in a specific industry, and then we take that and transplant that into a new industry and we do the same things again. And we can have impact cross industry or cross market. And so I, I just think that um, uh, we have some things to learn there. This was more of just um, a, a wow for me than it was really something that we can practically take away and learn. Uh, I would say one other thing. Um, this was definitely, um, no, I'm going to say this one both ways. So think of what. Uh, Travis and Taylor dating has done for their, um, for their, um, um, brands, uh, 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 their opposite brands. So if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you know, you probably didn't know who Travis Kelsey was. And so Travis has benefited from dating Taylor because now you know him, maybe you've even bought his Jersey. Maybe you're watching chiefs games like that has helped his brand flip-flop the other way. And, and if you were a football fan, you know who Travis Kelsey is. And some of you, which would be crazy to me, didn't know who Taylor Swift was. Um, but through that cross uh, networking, or in this sense, dating uh, relationship, you become aware of Taylor Swift. And maybe even for the 49-year-old guy that's listening right now, maybe you popped on one of Taylor Swift's songs and you actually liked it. And you know what? That's okay. Because I've already said before, I like some of her stuff too. And when I'm done with this episode, I'm going to jam to my favorite song that she's ever done, Blank Space. Um, There's a whole lot uh, bigger of a story uh, as to why that's the case, but I'm going to do that just to close down uh, 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 this this episode for myself. Anyway, so um, form industry alliances, form alliances with other people in other spaces that can help you to cross-contaminate in good ways. So so you can build awareness in other places, sometimes places that you've never been or wouldn't have given you the time of day had you not cross-pollinated like that. Okay, finally, I just want to wrap this all up by saying that uh, I cannot believe I'm almost 40 minutes in, by the way, to the Taylor Swift effect. Um, I didn't even expect to do this podcast, and yet here we are. But I think it's super dope. Um, I also want to say that uh, if, if you've been tuning in uh, over the course of the last season, thank you so much. Uh, if you um, are a part of our Unlocking Greatness community, our private Facebook community, thank you so much. If you are just a loyal supporter, maybe you've read my book, Wounds, How Hurt, Heartache, and Tragedy Become the Keys to Unlocking Greatness, and somehow you found your way to the podcast because of that. Thank you. If you bought a book, thank you. Uh, I just can't tell you how incredibly fortunate I am to have so many people supporting uh, me on this journey. Um, And if you want to learn more about any of those things, as well as some free resources that we can give away, actually, even to help you in some of these specific areas, uh, just click 
uh, in the show notes below, and uh, and we'll offer a link out to some free resources. Uh, one of which is called Living Life by Design, and that's an incredibly powerful tool to help you create a mission and vision for yourself as well as set goals. Super powerful tool, whether you're 13 or 73. Um, okay, last one. I, I promise this is the last one. Um, Taylor was recognized as Time's Person of the Year, and I believe that the Taylor Swift effect is in full effect because of her incredible talent and her incredible commitment. And I talked about this uh, in, in in the first section, but I, I just I want to I want to reiterate um, something here. You know, especially with major public figures, it's easy for us to be. Um, negative towards them. It's easy for us to criticize them, especially when we're not into them. And Taylor Swift is definitely a very polarizing figure. I'm not going to say a person, a figure. And what I mean by that is, is she primarily caters to a young female audience. She dresses in sparkles. She's got a very big personality, at least publicly. Um, she's very um, boisterous and full of energy, and she creates a lot of music um, that is very teen-driven, um, very emotional, and so that just turns a lot of people off. Uh, I think of a good buddy of mine, Spencer Smith, um, and uh, and he is big into speed metal, like hard, hard, hardcore speed metal. Uh, that's what he listens to when he works out, and um, I'm not a huge fan of that, that hardcore of metal, though I do like heavy metal, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that though Spencer appreciates music, he probably doesn't listen to Taylor Swift. Um, and I don't know, Spencer, if you hear this, I, I would love to know whether or not you actually do listen to Taylor Swift, um, other than maybe when it just happens to pop on the radio, maybe your wife does and you're in the car anyway. So, um, her music can be polarizing. Her image can be polarizing. Um, her persona can be polarizing. Her actions can be polarizing. Her opinions can be polarizing. And yet, with all of those things, e even if there was some truth to every single one of them, and again, I think that we need to do a better job of saying we disagree or don't like um, the thing, uh, instead of imposing a, I don't like or I hate the person, um, because I think that um, she's a human being. And regardless of how big and famous she is, she still has a heart and she still needs to be loved and cared for. And that doesn't mean we turn a blind eye if she makes a bad decision, but uh, we should be more considerate of the human being that she is and not just this big, huge celebrity figure. Anyway, even if you dislike all kinds of stuff about her, you cannot deny her talent. You don't have to like the music to say that she's talented. She can sing. She can dance. She can play instruments. She is a showwoman up on that stage. She has done well with her money. She is smart as best as we can see. She's an incredible human being in, in those areas. That is something to be admired. And that is definitely something to be, to be recognized um, like Time did as her person of the year. We should also recognize her commitment. Again, I spoke to this earlier, but I want to reiterate this. She is one, like she could have mailed this in years ago. Sure, she would have given up on a billion dollars. Uh, at by the end of this tour, which I don't think anybody would have wanted to do, but she didn't need the money. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't need any more of the fame, but she loves it. She loves doing what she does and she's committed to her craft and committed to her fans. And that is to be admired. That is to be looked up to. And in many ways, that is to be emulated, not to be idolized, but definitely to be emulated. And again, I think that there's two big lessons here for us. Number one is, I want to encourage you 
and anyone that you would share this with. And I would be honored if you shared this with every single person in your sphere. On social media, send a text message with a link to this podcast. Maybe it's to all your Taylor Swift fan friends, or maybe it's to people that think the exact opposite and can't stand her. Because here's what I want to say to everybody um, as it relates to her talent and commitment. We must do a better job of respecting people for who they are. And that is first and foremost, a human being that was fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God for God's glory. And she is just as much that as I am, just as much that as you are. And we need to start looking more at who these people are as human beings. I think too often we just see this performer, this icon, and we find we feel like we just have license to just tear them apart, to tear them down. And I think that is so wrong because we don't just do that to the Taylor Swifts of this world. We do that to people in our workplace, in our schools, in our gyms. And I think that we need to do a far better job of being a community, of being a human being that truly sees other human beings for the worth and value that they have, which is infinite in the eyes of God. The other thing that I think that we can take away from this is acknowledging our own talent. Again, like with that resource I shared earlier, Living Life by Design, uh, we also do a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. That's a, that's a different resource for our community. But um, we do these things to help people see themselves for who they really are. You know, we tear ourselves down so often, and I can't even imagine what life like must be like for Taylor um, because as popular, as famous, as wealthy as she is, I'm sure, man, she looks herself in the mirror and hates what she sees sometimes. And then when she gets some of the negative hate and feedback she does, it just tears her down far farther. And the only way I think that you can recover from that is by knowing the truth of who you are. And ultimately, knowing the truth of whose you are. And I don't know where she stands as it relates to faith in God, but I pray that Taylor Swift knows Jesus because if she knew Jesus, she would know that she is eternally worthy and eternally valuable because of who he created her to be and what he did for her on the cross. But that goes for every single one of us. We need to know the truth of who we are. And God is that truth. But he speaks that truth into our life. And then he uses other people to, inf- to affirm that truth in our life as well. So find your talent, find what you're good at and give everything to it the way to it, the way that Taylor Swift has pour yourself into your craft, pour yourself into your roles, husbands. You don't just owe it to your wife. You owe it to yourself to pour everything you can into your relationship to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be for your spouse. Wives, the same. Parents, pour yourselves into your kids. Use every single good gift that you've been given to pour into them, to love them, to care for them, to teach them well, to raise them upright, to create a path for them to go on and do the same thing for themselves. And professionally, get after it. Figure out what you're good at. Do it a lot. Do it for a lot of people. Be confident in that and and, and use your convictions to do right in this world. No matter the job you're in, pushing paper as an administrative assistant or speaking from the stage, every single one of us has an opportunity to use the gifts and talents, whether it is the gift of administration or just the gift of graciousness and consistency to show up in our job every single day and to do it well for the good of our organization, for the good of our teammates, for the good of our clients, and for the good of society around us. Again, this is something that I believe Taylor Swift has done so well, and I think that we can do far better in.
So six big things, unparalleled work ethic, building an incredibly powerful community, staying true to herself, fighting for what is right, influencing outside of her domain and, and, and insane amounts of talent and commitment. Those six reasons are reasons why I feel like Time Magazine made a great decision in nominating and ultimately awarding Taylor Swift as Woman of the Year. And I believe the Taylor Swift effect is far from over. I don't think there will be another era's tour because you just can't replicate what was done, but she will go on for many, many more years until she chooses to stop to do all six of those things and to make an incredible impact in her life, in the lives of the people around her and in the world at large. My encouragement for you is to do the same. This is what it means when I say to unlock the greatness inside of you. Taylor Swift has unlocked her own greatness. I wish I could take credit for that. But I can help you. I can help you to unlock the greatness inside of you. Our community can support you in unlocking the greatness inside of you. This is about understanding and deeply believing that everything you need to achieve all that God has put on your heart is already inside of you. You just need the tools to bring it out, to refine it, and ultimately to use it for your good and God's glory. Thank you guys so much. I would love to hear your thoughts. I don't solicit feedback all of the time, but I am begging of you to shoot me a DM on whatever social platform you you follow me on. Um, to, to let me know what you thought of this specific podcast episode, what you took away, uh, what you didn't like. Maybe there was something you totally disagreed with. I'm down to hear that. I'm all for feedback, positive, negative, and everything in between. I cannot tell you what it would mean for me for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, to this podcast, uh, and then also to share this episode with others. This one for me is really important. Because again, I think that we can take something that has become so known and aware in society and we can understand how to use that to become better versions of the men and women that God has created us to be. Thank you guys so much. This was a fun one. Almost an hour on the Taylor Swift effect. Let me know what you think. Until next time, thank you guys so much. I pray that you continue to strive to unlock the greatness that God has created inside of all of you. Talk to you soon.